The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley. What a weekend we're coming off of. And uh, folks, uh, today we're sending me messages like, I, I can't believe you only have two hours. Aaron, they, they feel like maybe we need even three. Maybe we could use three hours. Even the great tacker was like, hey, Mosley, I wish you could have three hours today. Uh, we're so happy to be with you in the afternoons now. It's back to where I was. And uh, Aaron, it's nice to have Aaron alongside today. We're going to have the great Stephen Simcox with us at 420. And, boy, he's going to talk about a subject that's very sad to me. Uh, I'm not sure Aaron is feeling the same sadness. But uh, the great uh, legendary TCU coach Gary Patterson no longer has a job and is out at TCU. What a strange, strange deal that is. And uh, uh, we will uh, – there's so much to get to today. Aaron, that was uh, – I got to get you over there to Common Grounds. That was fun the other day. We, we – you know, I had some ice cream. I did the show from over there. We had this beautiful PA system. Aaron, I don't know if you even knew that Eminem Broadcasting, I mean, Tom's been holding out on us, Aaron. I mean, I, this is a beautiful piece of machinery. And it was this, uh, we put that thing out there. I didn't even know what it was. I thought, well, wait, where do we get this? Is this Common Grounds? Who has this? And Jim Nash shows up, one of our big-time country DJs. And, I mean, it, this thing... People could hear it like three or four. The, the, the girls were over at uh, Collins Hall like, hey, who's this voice? Whose voice are we hearing? And, and our, our voices were being heard all throughout the neighborhood. So that was really cool. And, uh, and we're great. It's great to be back on in the afternoons. This is when sports radio happens. Now, if you are someone who likes waking up early in the morning, we can't be friends. No, that's not really what I do. But. There is a guy who loves to, to, to get up early, to beat the rooster. Uh, it is <laughs> sounds a little odd. He likes to get up before the rooster. His name is Tom Barfield, and Tom and Ward White. I don't know if Ward loves it, but Ward has been getting up, according to my sources. And they are doing a show now at 7 to 9. Aaron, from what my sources tell me, that's still called game time. You know what I love about that? Like, just game time. No matter where you move it, it stays game time. And so game time is now at 7 a.m. And then, of course, the John Morris show starts at 3. And the Matt Mosley show with Aaron Sexton starts at 4 o'clock. And, Aaron, that was a long day for all of us the other day. Okay, I, I know you were shocked to hear about this, but I did arrive at about 6.05 a.m. Of course, Tom... I couldn't quite, and Tom, as only Tom can, no man loves to be early and talk about how early he is more than Tommy Barfield. But Tom was a little mad at himself. He said he was running about five minutes late, which mean, meant that he showed up at 5.50 a.m. <laughs> the man has strong work ethic. He gets there early, and I, I arrived just in time to not be able to lift the deal for him. But I did lift it into the truck. 
the huge system that we have, Aaron. So I think uh, I think Tom. I think maybe I scored some points with Tom. Now I always score points with Lark because even though I think Lark was told not, you know, maybe not to like me, Lark kind of likes me, and so that's uh, that's been a really fun relationship. But w- there we were, the three amigos, early, early, early in the morning, and then you were right there with us, Aaron, rolling throughout the day, and uh, and then we were off the air finally. Aaron, what time did the game? The game uh, uh, ended at about, I would say, that was about a 2.30. Um, uh, probably it ended at 2.30 or 3, whatever it was. But, man, that was a great outcome. And the Bears were down 21-10. Aaron, let me tell you some things I've got for some uh, bird's eye, you know, the, the sort of the bird's eye view that I have from the press box. One thing that I watched after the game, before I went down for the uh, postgame news conference, was the Baylor – coaches reacting now uh joy mcguire sean bell and some of those guys trying to maybe pal no i think palage is down there anyway there's there's several of them that that coach from the box so they they have to get down there and of course that allows them to celebrate with the team and with the coaches the coat that game aaron they can say whatever they want and maybe for aranda who's been at lsu and won a national title maybe maybe like beating texas isn't the end-all, be-all for him. You know, I, I can understand that. But for these guys that have been recruiting against Texas, have grown up in this state as high school coaches, and then and then the bye week and everything they put into that game, this meant something. This meant something a little extra. And on top of that, the University of Texas leaving us all high and dry and deciding to leave the conference. This meant a little something extra. And... Um, Aaron, I'm not certainly going to quote anybody specifically, but someone from Baylor. I'm not going to say whether it was a coach, administrator, or whatever, but I did get a kick out of it because, uh, Aaron, they, 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 as I was leaving the other night, they, they did kind of let me know that when they were down 21-10, they knew they had the Longhorns where they wanted them. <laughs> and and again, I'm not going to say whether it was an administrator or co- anybody. Okay, we're not going to get too specific with that because somebody will be like Mosley. Don't be putting my stuff out on the street. But I just thought that was I thought it was funny, and I just thought I thought it was a was a was a great win for Aranda, great win for the program, and you know it. it Texas needed that thing, you know. People sometimes think, well, it's big, bad Texas, the brand. You know, they don't think of Baylor as a rival, and that's true. Now, I think they kind of do in basketball, and they can't beat Baylor in basketball, in women's or men. But in football, I don't really think probably, you know, uh, but but I, I'll tell you what, their fans are jealous of the Baylor coaching situation. And what I mean by that is all those years of Kim Mulkey owning Texas, all those years of, of Bryles, followed by what Rule did, and then now followed by Randa. What they can't understand is how, with all that money and all that influence and all those boosters, they keep getting in this situation. Now, Sark's fine. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's in trouble, and, and he'll get an opportunity. He'll at least get three seasons to try to get this thing going, and maybe he will. And I don't know if that's going to happen in the Big 12 or that's going to happen, but He's four and four right now. That was a 
even though Baylor's really good, okay, this is sound weird. People say, well, you're not showing Baylor enough respect. Well, my gosh, I'm a Baylor guy. All right, I wanted Baylor to win. I don't hide that. But that was embarrassing for Texas on a lot of fronts. They had the week off. This game meant a ton to Sarkeesian. And then they have the lead. And honestly, they kind of outplayed Baylor in that first half. You know, what I, I was walking around to go see some people at the very end of the half, and I only had a peek um, I, as I was going down to visit with my parents and some people. Aaron, I only had a peek at Baylor sort of breaking that, that, uh, that pass up in the end zone. You know the one I'm talking about uh, with about a minute or two to go before the half. And, and, and I thought, and so later I got to look at that and realize that guy dropped that ball. I mean, yeah. I, I, there, there was some great plays on the ball by J.T. Woods and others in this game, but Texas had a couple of drops, and that was a great throw by Casey Thompson. He put that thing on the money, and the kid did not catch that football. I mean, think about that, Aaron. If they go up right there, and then, of course, they didn't even get the field goal down the stretch. Baylor gets that um, interception, and J.T. takes off the other way. And, um, I mean, that was that, was that J.T.? You know, I'm trying to think. Um, it was, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took off. Down. Somebody, by the way, was saying after the game that they were trying to get JT to pitch it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think who that was. But, uh, and Aaron, we'll play it later. I, the, I, you remember when he first arrived, Simcox and I and a lot of Baylor people, I talked to uh, a huge Baylor booster today, and we all had the same thought. We, it was kind of like, golly, Aranda's quiet. I mean, he's. I mean, that first press conference, I was calling Simcox, Aaron, to say, pod him up more because I had to <laughs> I had to go over to, to do that. And then I had to race back over to to do the show. I can't even remember why that all happened. But anyway, and and I'm listening to the news conference as I'm racing across town to do my show. Maybe my show at that point was who knows, two o'clock, noon, whatever. But I, I was I was texting Stephen who was producing me at the time, pod that thing up, or, or maybe Garrett, who, whoever was in the studio, I said, get that thing up higher because he just was kind of quiet. But today, I, I, you know, I, I'm reminded each Monday, that's like a – that's a privilege. That's fun to listen to him because if you get past kind of the quiet nature, he's not the salesman sort of motivational speaker – that rule was, or even Taft. I mean, t- you know, Grant was unbelievable. Now, Art was more of a homespun kind of, uh, and Art was funny, but Art was Art didn't love doing media, but he was pretty good at it. He was kind of funny. This guy is extremely thoughtful, and so the other day, out of the blue, Aaron, did your did your folks, did your mom when you were growing up, did she read like the Berenstain Bears books to you? Like was that ever a player in the uh, in the Sexton home? I she didn't read them to me, but I did read them. Yes, I enjoyed. Okay, them. okay, you did read the Berenstain Bears mm-hmm. uh, series. So when he started talking about Berenstain Bears, we'll hear that later in the program. Uh, a, a little bit of uh, Aranda, and what's funny about Aranda is he's serious as he could be. Like the, as he was sitting there talking about a, a children's book, a, a very classic children's book. The Berenstain Bears book, which was, I think it's called uh, Old Hat, New Hat, was the name of that book. He he was as serious as he could be. And there was laughter in the room because it seemed kind of funny 
that he was using the Berenstain Bears as some kind of reference point. But, but again, he's just the coolest guy. I mean, he really is. And, and I say that. He's the first coach in a long time. Well, they, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was really close to Art at one point, and then you know got to know Rule really well. I'm not close to this guy, but I love talking to him. And even in my one-on-one times, I think uh, Aaron Baylor has kept me. They they purposely kept us apart. <laughs> I think I I hope I hope to at some point become close to Aranda, but it hasn't happened yet. But I don't even care because it's just really, really cool to listen to the guy. And I, and I think he's a very um, – the don't let him fool you by the kind of monotone, quiet nature. I think, I think he's burning pretty hot inside there. And, uh, and I think some of the players reflect that. I think the player that reflects this coach the most may be Jalen Petrie because they're the same kind of guy – I think they were both desperate, like trying to. Um, they they were they they weren't being noticed early in their careers, and they weren't maybe particularly loud type people, and yet they've both become like huge in their kind of respective places in life. Petrie, and and of course the national people haven't caught on yet, but Jalen Petrie is one of the best players in the country. He's just flat out unbelievable, and and it was kind of fun to hear him talk about the movies he watches and the things that fire him up after the game the other day and the superheroes. He he kind of has a little bit of that in him. I mean, he um, I I don't really I'm trying to think who I can even compare him to over the years in in a from a defensive standpoint, and I have a hard time coming. You have to go way back. And, and I don't want to – I mean, Singletary is always the easy one just because of the, the intensity that he brought. The, the only – the comparison there is, is that he just has amazing instincts. So I, I, this defense has so much – so many great individual players, and they're becoming better and better as a unit. And now they have to go to TCU and play – in what will be one of the most surreal environments in college football this weekend. The end of an era with, with, with Gary Patterson being fired. Now, people say, well, it was a mutual. Well, they basically said, you're going to be out at the end of the season. He said, well, to heck with it. Give it to somebody else, and I'm going to go on my way. You can call that what you want. They fired him. And this A.D., and I, I know people, and Simcox, who's about to be on with us, is a, is a big TCU guy. Um, I'm, I'm a little shocked that TCU let the, the message board podcasters, and again, I, I like all those people. I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying that storm of activity and all the backlash that Gary was getting, that seemed to get to this AD. Usually the only people that can get to an athletic director are the money people, the huge boosters. Now, maybe they were in this AD's year, and and maybe that's why he went ahead and did it, but he butchered it. He really has butchered it. And so TCU now and Texas Tech have job openings, and Sonny Dykes is sitting in the greatest situation ever. Now, some people have asked me, would those people, would they look at Aranda? Well, I mean, Sure. I mean, why wouldn't they? 
if I'm TCU or Tech, but but Baylor fortunately pays their coach enough and has the kind of facilities now where I don't think they have to worry about those schools getting Aranda. What you would worry about is USC or LSU. And right now I think they're okay. Uh, but anyway, we'll continue to discuss this. We are going to talk to an old friend. His name is Stephen Simcox, and he is a TCU alum. And we're going to kind of get his take on what just happened to Gary and then also what Baylor can expect as they get ready to go to Fort Worth this weekend. That's all next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. We could see some patchy drizzle, especially in the morning, 72 the high. And on Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a 70% chance of rain and a high of only 59. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Bear football on ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Bears travel to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs, and we'll be there with Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Our coverage of Baylor football begins at 10.30 Saturday morning with a look at the game, scores, interviews, and a whole lot more. So join us this Saturday morning at 10.30 for Game Day Live as the Bears take on the TCU Horn Frogs. Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for complete listing. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
The Cowboys behind Cooper Rush got the win over the Vikings 20 to 16. Rush was 24 of 40 with two touchdowns and one interception. Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potential season-ending foot injury during Sunday's 34-31 win over the Colts. Tonight on Monday Night Football, New York Giants at Kansas City Chiefs kick off at 7:15 on ESPN. After 20 seasons, Gary Patterson is out at TCU as their head coach. He was asked to finish out the season, but Patterson declined. Assistant Jerry Kill will be the interim coach for the Frogs, who are three and five overall and one and four in the. Big Big 12. Bader will be in Fort Worth this Saturday to face the Frogs. 2.30 kickoff. Astros get a game back on the Braves 9-5 last night. A travel day today as the World Series returns to Houston tomorrow night with the Braves up 3-2. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. And uh, by the way, the Baylor Club, one of the premier clubs in the state of Texas, beautiful right there in Central Texas. The panoramic views of the field, home to the 7-1 Bears as they're 14th in the country right now. What a time it would be to join the Baylor Club. In fact, I just, the other day I was in town, I just, I just said, you know what the heck with it. I mean, I thought doing all these wonderful reads and talking about it. They might just make me a member. But finally, I just said, to heck with it. I'm going to pay my dues and become a member of the Baylor Club. And I love it, and it's a great place, great place to take friends. Tacker used to take me. It was like he was witnessing to me or something. So, uh, And uh, uh, he would take me up there and take me to that buffet. We are proud to be joined by an old friend. He's actually a young guy. I don't think he's even arrived at the age of 30 yet, but he's really closing in on it quickly, uh, especially if these horn Frogs continue to do things like this. Uh, Stephen Simcox, longtime pal, longtime uh, producer and on-air talent at uh, ESPN Central Texas, has gone and gotten Gary Patterson fired. And uh, I guess, Stephen, I'll just have to just start out by saying – how do you feel? How do you feel? What do you have to say for yourself? I was pretty floored by yesterday. Uh, even mm. after a debacle in Manhattan, Kansas on Saturday, I, you know, I, I thought Gary had obviously gained so much capital in this relationship with what he's built that it would be his decision at the end of the year whether or not he wanted to come back. And the fact that uh, Jeremiah Donati, who you talked a little bit about in the last segment, and you're right, like he is a pretty anonymous person at this point. I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot since Chris Del Conte left. Uh, the one big hire he made was promoting Kirk Sarluce from pitching coach to manager after Jim Flaschenegel left for A&M in the offseason. So this is his uh, big moment to shine as far as bringing somebody in. But I did not feel like he had – the power to just walk in and essentially kind of tell Gary what's what. Um, and, you know, him, him, Gary saying like, no thanks, I'm good, I'll leave, is like such a perfect encapsulation of his personality. And one of the things that made him great as a coach, I, I can just see him like with a chip on his shoulder being like, no, if you want me out of here, I'm gone today. That's how this is going to go. Uh, it's really it's sad to me that he's not going to get a chance to have a moment at you know the, the final home game of the season against KU or even against Baylor this Saturday where the fans 
could truly appreciate what he's done. I, I thought it was time for a change to be made. I think the way it happened was pretty clunky. I think there will be some ramifications to that, obviously, with your personnel uh, on the field. I think there will be um, not a lot of fight left in this team for the last four games of the season. I mean, that's just kind of my view of it right now. But they, they've done it now. And, and now you have a coaching search for the first time since 1999, which is going to be pretty fascinating to watch but yeah i i didn't think in my wildest dreams that he would leave mid-season like this and it would basically be a firing even though the way they they worded it in the press release was that it was a mutual parting of ways between the the two sides yeah um i i like by the way that everybody's always like well, I was blocked by Gary or this or that. I'm, I'm like, can we just say goodbye to the man and not have to, like, talk about who's been blocked and all that? Like, somebody from Baylor today that our Daily Bears was like, well, I just found out I was blocked by Gary. Well, at some point, he's blocked all of us. So do, shouldn't we tell those people not to feel special? It's like Gary just goes on these huge block festivals. Now, he did it to you recently, and I felt bad because I know you kind of joked about it. But deep down, you kind of loved that man. And it's like you were you knew it was probably time for a change. But it's like anything. When it happens, it's kind of sad. I mean, this is a guy, and, I, and I, again, Gary and I have had our ups and downs. He, he the, the hatred, let's start here. The, and talking to uh, Stephen Simcox, by the way, who's in the mortgage business right now, but still does all kinds of TCU podcast, and it, it, at his heart is still a media guy, as is that Chris Allman, who's, I mean, I hear him on with John. I mean, none of you guys can actually kick your habit, all right? You're always trying to get back on the radio. But I, I think one of the toughest things is for Baylor people and TCU people. Art Bryles, and obviously these guys are gone for different reason. Art was winning plenty of games. Art was brought down by an awful scandal. Um, Gary had kind of let the program get away from him, so he's now gone. These two sort of needed each other. This sort of hate between those two fueled what became one of the coolest rivalries uh, in, in the country. And, and, and maybe it was just to us. I'm not, I'm not saying Ohio State woke up every day thinking, oh, Baylor, TCU's do rivalry. But in Texas, this was really fun for us. Two Christian schools, two church schools that have a lot of history together over the years could not stand each other. And at one point in the middle of this uh, last decade, 2012 through 2016, let's call it, were great. I mean, both these programs were really, really good. And, Stephen, that's the hard part of all this, is that it just really feels like the end of something. I mean, I'm hoping y'all go get a good coach, and obviously Baylor seems to have a really good coach now, but this just stinks for the, this really cool rivalry that we've had. It does. I, I mean, it lost a lot of its fire. It, in some ways, that was probably good. I mean, I remember you were – almost, you know, came to blows with some TCU folks in a monsoon. I think that was back in 2015 in Fort Worth and that crazy <laughs> overtime game where it just rained and rained and it was frigidly cold. Uh, there was, like, literal and vitriol between the two sides. They did not like each other. Art and Gary did not like each other. They didn't hide that, even though publicly they would kind of make nice comments from time to time. And Gary's always been an easy target for opposing fan bases. Because, I mean, he's, he's always 
kind of complaining about something. And honestly, like, his gaffes with the media or just his general sort of temperament, you know, that stuff, it's it's really easy to look past when you're winning. As the years have gone by and he's had some tougher seasons, I feel like a spotlight has been shined on that more. Um, but it was a great rivalry. I think it was great for two schools that, yeah, they, TCU and Baylor want to beat Texas. Like, they want to beat Oklahoma. But those schools don't really see them on the same footing. Now, should they? Sure. I mean, Baylor just whipped Texas in McLean Stadium. Uh, but they don't. And there's I don't really think there's much the teams can do to get those fan bases to really fully engage with them. But TCU and Baylor felt like two very similar schools, two schools that wanted to be in a rivalry with one another. And is it still a big game? Yeah, is it still fun when these weeks roll around? Like, you know, we have it right now. Um, yes, it is. But I remember when – when Jim Grove was serving as the interim and Javo was asking him about Gary and he's he's talking about how much he respects GT and he loves him and like I could just hear the people groaning, like the Baylor fans groaning <laughs> when I heard that. Because they want like they want fire, they want a rivalry here, they want to dislike, you know, that, that guy that was running around and sweating and hitching up his pants all the time and just yelling about everything. Um, so that did bring a cool element to what was a fun series, and, and we've lost that now, which is unfortunate. Well, talking to Stephen Simcox, the man has mixed emotions because I do think that uh, you do have a great appreciation for what Gary's accomplished and some of your favorite moments as a student and then uh, as a TCU fan, and that Rose Bowl was such a great moment for TCU fans over the years. It's just uh, that's a, it's a tough day. The man already has a statue on campus. So this is awkward. I, I do think, um, Stephen, eventually there'll be some kind. Now, he'll have a, a role if he wants one as some kind of ambassador. You know what they ought to do is run out this Donati and just make Gary the AD. Wouldn't that be hilarious? And turn him into like the Barry Alvarez. You know, the Wisconsin AD was always hanging around. And if, if a coach left or if I had to fire somebody, he would show up and coach the bowl game. And, and and I could see Gary filling that role. You know, he to me, he's a little bit like a Snyder, who, who I think was a hero of his. I mean, you could see TCU at some point going, uh, Gary, we kind of need you back here. Do you think Gary will become a defensive analyst or a coordinator or maybe even um, have a, an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere else? What do you think is next for him? As I think ultimately he'll probably just settle in retirement, but the fact that this was a firing makes me think that he might test the waters as a head coach again. Um, an analyst really would make sense because he could get paid pretty well and he could just kind of stay behind the scenes. I can't really see him being like a coordinator. I just can't see Gary um, sort of submitting to someone else on, on staff and not you know, running things how he wants to because he's done it for so long. But this might light a fire under him. I mean, you know, he did. He built something amazing. And what he did at TCU, um, you can't understate it. Like, he is TCU football in a lot of ways. And, and the last few years, I think part of it, part of the, the downfall of it or, or the issues that he was having was he was just extremely loyal to his staff. I mean, he never cut Doug Meacham loose. He finally sort of let Sonny Cumbie move on, but he made sure that he moved on to a situation that might work out for him, and now Sonny's uh, at least has a chance to maybe make you know a name for himself there at, at Texas Tech as the interim head coach. 
Um, he's kept Jerry Kill around for the past few seasons. He's a great friend of his. So maybe this is a wake-up call, and he wants to innovate and do something differently. Um, but I, I really hope he stays around the program. I hope he would just take like a, a really relaxed fundraising job or something like that because uh, he does mean so much to the school and the university. And it is sad that everybody wants their legendary coach to be carried off on the player's shoulders after a big win. And obviously in this situation, that's not, that's not what happened. And that's not the, uh, the storybook ending that, that TCU fans wanted. It is uh, Stephen Simcox, and uh, we're talking about uh, TCU and the, the fact that uh, Gary Patterson is no longer the head football coach there. It just sounds strange. I mean, it, 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 you think about some of these programs over the years, and, and, and TCU without Gary is just weird. Do you, do you see any scenario where – Jerry Kill could maybe rally the guys. I mean, I'm still worried. You know, I always get worried about these things, and you know how much uh-huh. I hate going over there to Fort Worth. I love Fort Worth, and I and I actually, uh, you and others, I've got great TCU friends. I've just had bad experiences at those games, and of course, Tom calls me like last night, and what does he say? Well, Matt, they want us to do the uh, the tailgate show over at <laughs> over at Fort Worth. I'm like. I can't, I can't get out of this. I cannot get out of going to Fort Worth. It's just I have horrible experiences there over the years. But let me ask you this. Does it – do you see a scenario where they could sort of win it for the Gipper, rally, mm-hmm. and almost do it for Gary kind of thing? Does that – does something – because weird things happen between these two schools. Weird things do happen, and I think you have to leave some possibility of that, that they just get up for it, they rally, they try to win for him, they try to make a statement. But, I, I mean, honestly, Matt, I think this is a pretty beaten-down group right now. I mean, the effort wasn't there on the road against K-State. I think the players sort of sensed uh, what was what was coming or that things had changed to a certain extent in the last few weeks. And Jerry Kill and that staff, I mean, I, I feel like they'll do their best, but Honestly, it seems like there's a clean break happening here, um, and all those guys are probably going to have to move on. So, you know, h- how much can you really go 100% when you you see the writing on the wall? Um, the biggest advantage I feel like TCU has had over Baylor lately is because they have played well against them in the last few years, even though in a lot of those games Baylor's been favored, is that I just I don't think Baylor's had a real coherent offensive philosophy, but that's changed with Jeff Grimes yeah. and Eric Mateos coming on staff. I mean, they want to run the football. They do it well. They have a good offensive line that is, is mauling people. They use that to go on the play-action game. And, and Gary Bohannon's been been really, uh, you know, a fantastic quarterback so far this season. So, I believe Baylor's in a good space. And, I mean, as, as long as there's no um, looking ahead to OU, I, I can't see – much of a possibility of TCU winning this game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will get up for it. But I, I think that you got a lot of players that are kind of already looking at what's next, whether that's guys getting ready for the next level in the NFL, guys getting ready um, to hit the transfer portal. I mean, this is going to be – this is a complete regime change. Uh, so I expect a, a lot of a lot of personnel changes over, you know, the, the coming months. And I think that will be reflected on the product they put on the field the last few weeks. 
All right, here, here's my suggestion for the Locked On podcast that you do. Um, I mean, okay. by the way, you this would be a good week to have a certain Baylor Bear uh, who uh, who knows quite a bit about the Baylor team and and has long history with the Bears. Okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah, just I got let you fig- schedules for this week. <laughs> oh goodness, yes, yes. All right, yeah, I got to let you go now after that. Um, no, I, I, I want to hear a discussion with, and you, you, I think you ought, and I've got a guy from tech if you want him, and he actually runs a, a tech thing. I think that'd be a good, like, debate to talk about, like, what's the better job between TCU and tech. And I, I do think y'all win. I do, I actually think that. But I think that's an interesting debate because both schools have deep pockets and have big-time boosters. But um, I think that would be a very interesting discussion. So that's just a, that's just my uh, suggestion for a future podcast. I like that idea. And, yeah, I mean, I, I heard you talking about Sonny Dykes. He really is the big winner in all this. I mean, he's, he's got SMU. Uh, they've got big incentive to keep him. I mean, he's got two schools that possibly want him. This is a pretty great situation for a guy that not too long ago was fired by, by the Cal Golden Bears. Sonny's bounced back really well there in the Metroplex. Yeah, is uh, by the way, what's Franchoni up to these days? <laughs> he's bringing Dennis like, back. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe let's see what he's up to. All right, Stephen, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Matt. There he goes, Stephen Simcox. You knew him as uh, my longtime co-host and producer. He's now out in the finance, the world of finance, and uh, he'll he'll write you a twenty-four, thirty-year mortgage. In a heartbeat, and the guy does a nice job. He and Chris are uh, in there, uh, thickest thieves, and they really are uh, doing some some good work out there. They decided to go over and actually make some money, and uh, good for them. Okay, it's uh, the Matt Mosley show. Aaron and I have some things to discuss. It is campus confidential, and um, today we're going to let you hear a little bit from Dave Aranda. That's next. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. And to have an opportunity to do something that uh, only Ford and Duke have done since uh, the John Wooden days, um, that's, that's, a, that's a great opportunity we have this year. Baylor men's basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Walk on Sports Bistro in Waco, a place where over-the-top enthusiasm and culture is the daily norm. Come watch your game with us and enjoy mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine. Prepare fresh enough from scratch kitchen. Enjoy wings, burgers, po'boys, seafood, and alligator. And don't forget the Boom Boom Shrimp. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. till close. And all day Sunday, walk on Sports Bistro in Waco. Check us out online at locations.walk-ons.com. Walk ons in Waco, where everyone is treated like family. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. 
When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Cowboys behind Cooper Rush got the win over the Vikings 20 to 16. Rush was 24 of 40 with two touchdowns and one interception. Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potential season-ending foot injury during Sunday's 34-31 win over the Colts. Tonight on Monday Night Football, New York Giants at Kansas City Chiefs kick off at 7:15 on ESPN. After 20 seasons, Gary Patterson is out at TCU as their head coach. He was asked to finish out the season, but Patterson declined. Assistant Jerry Kill will be the interim coach for the Frogs, who are three and five overall and one and four in the. Big 12. Bader will be in Fort Worth this Saturday to face the Frogs. 2.30 kickoff. Astros get a game back on the Braves 9-5 last night. A travel day today as the World Series returns to Houston tomorrow night with the Braves up 3-2. Sports Center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is time for a little campus confidential. I want to tell you for uh, Baylor fans, that's a big win. That was a great win over Texas. People say, well, it's just Texas. They're four and four. Still was a big win. It was great for Iran. It was great for this coaching staff. Uh, I, I was reminded this coaching staff um, listens to our show when they're not at practice, and I really appreciate that. Uh, they uh, they're they're tuned in uh, in the afternoon, and and uh, I, I I just appreciate that. Appreciate the way they embrace us. So I, I there was a there was a lot of excitement after that game, but with the coaches, and then you know Aranda his post game, and then his Monday news conferences are just really just very revealing. And, and there's several things I'd like to talk about from that game. You know, I had wanted the Horns to show up and, and say goodbye to us. This might be their last tra- uh, trip to Waco. They were not like, and I, and I get it, they were four and three, so maybe they just weren't feeling that great about things. I, it's kind of sad, though. I got to say, and it was great. The Texas band, as much as they drive me nuts playing the Texas fight over and over and over, it, it, it is that's a great band and i've always i've always had uh, a lot of respect for for that the show band of the south i believe they call that but i've always had a lot of respect for them and they get that eyes of texas going i know it's become somewhat controversial but it, it there is something to that because of the history of texas that makes you go whoa whoa 
I mean, it'll kind of make the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit, even when you don't particularly love the University of Texas. The thing I would say, though, Aaron, in being in the press box and watching it, BYU blew them away. Like the BYU fans just, I mean, they were all over the place. They were loud. But I thought I thought Texas would, would show up, and, and, uh, and, and they were okay. I, I mean, they were pockets of them. But what's funny is I didn't really – I sometimes forget, like, how close some of these schools are. Like, I saw weird looks like people that would have a Texas shirt and a Baylor cap on. If you ever feel like doing that, just don't. Like, you really do need to pick one way or the other. That's a strange thing. If you're going to mix the colors. I saw that, and I just thought, that is just really strange. Uh, Before the game, Aaron, I did go by, and after our uh, pregame show, I went by and and visited with some of our former players. Robin Big Cat Jones. The guy we had on the other day, Aaron, Reggie Howard, I got to see him in person. Reggie's a big dude. They called him the Dancing Bear. He's a really cool dude. And he was apologetic, Aaron, for his phone not working that great the other day. And I said, Aaron, I said, uh, I said, Aaron's very upset with you, but Reggie, I'm okay with you. Okay, that's what I told him. But um, Lee Bruderer, former linebacker, and then a guy, last name is Burleson. He played JUCO ball, then came to Baylor, and he was kind of a funny guy. He He's from the uh, Rockwall area. I think uh, has sent some kids over to Rockwall Heath. But that was a fun group. I mean, I like hitting some of the uh, – the different uh, uh, tailgates, Donald Wright's tailgate's a good one. Scott and Leanne James and some of the folks that showed up over there. Some great food. Some of the breakfast tacos around there, excellent. There's a guy, let me think of his name. Aaron, you'll, you need to, next time you do get to come to a game, we can never get you out of the studio. There's a guy that um, he cooks for all those people. And he's also, you know, one of the main partners in the uh, tailgate. He's not just the chef. He's also like a big-time, you know, guy. And his name is Jonathan Grant. And, and that guy was making some unbelievable food. So I was trying out some of the different fare, going around. It's so funny because Lark and Tom are always kind enough. Matt, you need a ride? Can we take you back around to, you know, the other side? And I'm always like, no, no, I'm going to hang around here and hit some of these up. Now, I also... The ATOs, the older ATOs, have a good tailgate that I like. And then I like what Hobby Howell does over on the Brazos parking side. I like what Hobby does over there. Does some great food, and Hobby's a good friend and a big uh, a big believer in our radio show. So, anyway, I just wanted to kind of give a shout-out to some of that. Now, after the game, um, there was uh, – Aaron, let's – I'm sorry, I'm going to change it up on you. Let's do – Let's do the uh, the children's classic first. I know you got these things ready to go. I, I want to hear th- this was th- there was a, a, a our next guest is named Travis Roder. He'll be at five. He's our X's and O's guy. All right. He looks at all the tape and breaks it all down and and, and is able to explain all those things. So he was asking Dave Aranda ab- about kind of the you know the, the decision to how do you play with your with your safeties how do you play those deep balls and 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 and, you know how do you kind of decide to line up and and make some of those choices and Dave Aranda gave one of the most interesting answers and it brought both laughter but I loved it I, I mean I really do this guy is so fun to listen to here is Dave Aranda 
answering a question about sort of why he made a decision in a, in a certain coverage. Yeah, I think it, it goes back to some of that is self-scout stuff. And so I think it's always, it's funny, you know, because I think, you know, instances or circumstances like this show up and we just call them different things, but it's always the same thing. It's like, here's, you know, um, you know, here is something that we do well or something that we know and maybe we can we can improve on it. You know, there's an area to get better. But then here's something else that, you know, the people that don't give up big plays, here's what they do, right? And it, and it looks all shiny and new. You know, we, we call that like the uh, Bernstein Bears um, search. You know, there's a, there's a Bernstein Bears uh, book on uh, old hat, new hat, where he's looking for, he wants a new hat, Papa Bernstein Bear. And he's trying all these hats on, and it's like too tight, too loose, too colorful, right? Too too shiny, too, and all that. And he finally puts on his old, his old hat, and so that's what that was. But I think you have to go through that though, because I think if you don't, if you don't go through that, right? You don't, you're not asking the right questions, and you're not getting the answers that your opponents are getting. Okay, it's so. There he was. You heard some of the laughter, but the man, he did not crack a smile. He was talking about the Berenstain Bears, old hat, new hat. Now, I tell you what, Aaron, if I can go find that, we, I used to, my daughter's now in a ninth grader, big time cheerleader. In fact, today we were working on driving and um, probably not supposed to be doing that, but just kind of around the neighborhood. And uh, as a 14 year old, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble here. But, uh, but, but, but as a kid, man, she loved the Berenstain Bears. I remember some of those fun moments reading about Papa Bear and Mama Bear and Brother Bear. And then we would watch that uh, on TV. We would watch some of those Berenstain Bears DVDs or whatever. And it's just pleasant, good family fare. But that to hear a coach after a huge win kind of use that Berenstain Bears analogy and basically, he just decided, hey, we tried some new things on, and we we decided, like Papa Bear decided to do, was go back to the old hat. And the old hat is the one that fit best. Aaron, do you, do you do, as he was, as you were listening to that the other day, did you kind of, did that ring a bell with you? The old Berenstain Bears. And by the way, some of our young people, I'm not going to name them, maybe over at Channel 6, were were they were they were like that you gotta you gotta look these things up. Berenstain is B E R E N S T A I N. They were trying to get they were trying to call it Aaron like Bernstein Bears. So obviously they're too young to have been brought up on the classic Berenstain Bears books. But Aaron, as he was telling that story, did you did that ring a bell with you? That particular Berenstain Bears book. Absolutely. I read them all growing up, so I was I love that reference. Do you think Gary Patterson, part of the reason he's gone is he did not talk about the Berenstain Bears enough? I think that was probably a major factor, yeah. <laughs> did you hear Steven did you hear Steven say that deal about John Morris? He got me pretty good. I got I started laughing. I was, I I kinda lost it there. I, I was coughing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, um, Aaron, I also want to play this for people because I think it speaks to the kind of person Aranda is 
and also the kind of impact that Gary Patterson has had on coaches. And um, uh, in, in, as a defensive-minded coach, I think he's one of the like top five guys in the country and has long been thought to maybe be the best defensive coach in the country. Um, let's hear what Dave Aranda had to say in his news conference today about uh, the firing of Gary Patterson. You know, heard the news like you guys did yesterday with uh, with Coach Patterson. My heart breaks for him. You know, I, I can remember coming up as a young coach and uh, finding kind of bootleg videos of Coach Patterson putting in a defense. And, um, you know, there's like a five-tape series somehow that was filmed, and I've got two tapes. And I'm trying to find, like, where the other tapes are at. And, you know... Um, I had my um, Hotmail account and trying to find people that have this and have that and what is this coverage that he's talking about. And, um, you know, I can remember when after the Rose Bowl game when Coach Glasgow was talking about defense and it's, there's like a, it's like a Nike, it's like something you have to pay money to get into. And so didn't have any money you have to find asking my mom for money so that I can pay so I can listen to coach talk about their defense. And so it's just, uh, you know, a lot of memories of learning ball and learning teaching methods and, you know, what to do and what not to do. And and, um, and so it's it's sad day. I think as a coach, you know, you don't ever want to see it. You know, it's part of it. You know, I it, sometimes you need to be reminded these some of these coaches end up making five, six, seven million dollars a year. I can't remember exactly what Aranda's making, but you know, a lot of them, I mean, could barely string anything together. Leach was the same way. He was on at some tiny college. He and uh, Mummy were together um, at some place in Iowa, and, and none of them had any money, and, they, and there they are trying to squeeze a, a couple of nickels together to be able to go watch something on the TCU defense when they went to the Rose Bowl. Now, the Rose Bowl uh, – was was one of the great moments in TCU history. It feels like to a lot of us it's something that happened not very long ago at all. But my gosh, it's been I don't know. I guess it's been 15, 16, 17 years since that happened. I mean that that really was a, an amazing moment for TCU football. And then all of that kind of helped propel them toward getting in the uh, the Big Twelve. And of course, without Gary Patterson, they never get into the Big Twelve. So. Best of luck to this uh, this Donati, who is a career fundraiser. And by the way, I like fundraisers. Those guys are uh, incredible at what they do. But, you know, he, he's not really a guy that's known as a pure uh, athletic director who's kind of come up that route. He's a guy that's raised a ton. Now, that's a huge part of it. So I don't want to turn my nose up at a fundraiser because the fundraisers are very, very important. I mean, one of my buddies, Greg Davis, is like the head fundraiser at Baylor, and he does a great job. But it's tough to suddenly be the athletic director after Chris Del Conte, and and, and then suddenly you make a decision, and Gary quits in the middle of the season, and now you you got to carry on somehow. This, this is this situation's a little bit of a mess for TCU. We shall see what happens. And it's a scary moment for Baylor. I, I don't see like a – this is going to be a really interesting – Baylor will either go in there and wipe them out 
or this is going to be an all-day sucker. I mean, because I, I could see TCU and those players kind of kind of almost trying to do something for Gary. One last gasp for Gary kind of deal. So uh, lots to discuss. What a day it is to be in sports radio. I mean, I'm always excited, and even when we were in the pandemic and we didn't have any sports going on, I, I enjoyed this because I love our listeners and I love the interaction that we have uh, with our listeners. But, man, what these are fun days when you've got so much to talk about. Now, here's what we're going to do. Travis Roeder is like a huge X's and O's. He's going to take us behind the scenes of what happened in that Baylor-Texas game. And I really like doing this right after the games because uh, I, I, if you've got any questions – like, wait, what happened on that deep ball that Texas hit? Hey, what? how were they able to limit uh, B. Sean Robinson? If you've got any questions like that, I'll try to ask most of those. Um, but if you've got a question you want me to ask, uh, text uh, 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. That's that, uh, that's that uh, uh, CNC Collision Center text line and we'll try to ask one of your questions if you want to try to get something in all right lots to go uh and again 520 that was a huge cowboys game so at 520 today i will cover that i don't want you to think i'm going to forget about the cowboys that is all next nikki collin and baylor women's basketball on espn central texas but this is a place where there's such a beautiful intersection of academics, athletics, character formation, and spiritual growth. And it's celebrated, and that's really, really cool to me. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. So recently, a northern transplant in our fair city came in to pick up outfitters for the first time, and he was starstruck. He told us that truck accessories were not needed in Illinois. I know, pick your jaw up off the ground. An entire state full of trucks driving around completely nude. 
Then he said he saw the light when he moved to Texas and found that in Texas, truck accessories were a necessity. I don't know about a necessity, but Texans have a whole different attitude about their trucks, and they give them their rightful place as a family member. I mean, what exactly do you use your truck for if you're not going to put anything on it? All this is a warning for the good people of Central Texas to stay diligent. Don't let your truck look like it came from up north. Put something on that truck, for goodness sakes. A bumper, a lift kit, some running boards. At Pickup Outfitters, we know what your truck needs. So come and see us at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675 675- 8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Camera School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, here's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Look at this. Travis Roeder, he's out... Uh, He's out promoting his work right now. 43 seconds ago, he let his audience know that he's jumping on with uh, with Mosley. Um, he he writes for Our Daily Bears. They do a nice job on a, on a variety of things. But uh, I admire Travis's uh, breakdowns of these games. And Travis, sometimes I'll let things kind of simmer and and maybe talk to you on Tuesday. But today, man, I was so excited after that win the other day, and then I kind of started working my way through some of your uh, video breakdowns, and I said, i got to get Travis on, <laughs> and uh, and our audience is really enjoying this. Travis, uh, uh, and by the way, did you, you're a young guy, uh, you are a Baylor graduate, did you, uh, did your parents uh, ever read to you, or did you read as a child the Berenstain Bears uh, series, or was that new to you? Absolutely. That was one of my favorites as a kid. So it was pretty exciting when Aranda started talking about that to the question I asked. <laughs> yeah, that, that was interesting. Old hat, new hat. So you yep. had some familiarity with that. Uh, I thought it was funny as he started. I was playing that for our audience earlier. The The group started to kind of laugh a little bit, like almost like it was a, you know, it was a funny deal. And boy, Dave never cracked a smile, did he? I mean, he was serious as he could be. Talking about Berenstain Bears, I 
I find him to be uh, down boy. I find him to be uh, fascinating to listen to. And, uh, and, and Travis, I mean, you're a young guy, so you hadn't been at this forever. But I'm just telling you, compared to some of these coaches, um, the way his level of, of, of and willingness to explain things is really unparalleled. So uh, for an X's and O's man like you, I think That's you've right. uh, grown to enjoy this. Now, what, i got to ask you one thing before I forget to ask. What, what happened on that play where McVay was back there? Maybe he thought he had some help just to look <laughs> like a complete bust uh, on the long Texas touchdown uh, in the first half. What, what happened on that play? All right, so this is really going to be testing um, the ability of of radio to explain a visual over talk, but I'll do my best. But try it. Essentially, yeah. uh, essentially, if you think about it, there were two receivers out to that side, right? So you had Kalen Barnes playing cornerback out over the far wide receiver, and then McVeigh was over the inside receiver, right? So there's two wide okay. receivers there. Yeah. yeah. So Baylor is playing a cover one defense, which essentially just means you have one high safety, and everyone else is essentially sort of in man coverage. Uh, but what I think happened there was that um, that inside receiver, Xavier Worthy, you know, he's the one who ended up catching the ball on McVay. And um, he went deep and he released, in, uh, he released on that slot fade route immediately. And when he runs that slot fade, he's immediately releasing outside and deep. And what that means kind of necessarily is that both of those guys can't be running deep because if the other wide receiver to run, were to run deep, then they'd both be in the same area. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And and so essentially what there is is Baylor kind of has, at least this is my understanding what I think happened, they have a check involved in their defense where, you know, if, if the inside guy sees the inside guy going deep, then he can tell the cornerback, hey, this means that your guy isn't going deep, so you get to cover him, and I'm going to take anything short. And I think there was just kind of a miscommunication there where either Kalen didn't hear the call or there was a mix-up, but – Either way, I mean, to get even deeper, I won't go, but essentially Sark kind of specifically schemed that up, knowing that that was the call that Baylor was going to use, and he manipulated a few things there to make that happen, which is kind of what Sark just does. So hopefully all that made sense. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it because uh, I think a lot of times it's easy to see who's chasing and go, well, McVeigh got burned, but I know that's right. not always the case. And exactly. sometimes you're expecting either help or to pass uh, pass a guy off. And, it, and it's hard to answer those questions when you don't know the defensive call, but I do appreciate how you break these things down. Now, Travis, um, I obviously Gary got going and got more confidence as the game went on, thank goodness, because – you don't ever want to be late across the middle. And, and Gary's got a good arm and he's got good touch, but that interception to number 25, who's a pretty good player for Texas, got really mad late in the game when he was yeah. slamming his helmet and all that kind of stuff. But And he might have even got hurt, if I recall correctly. But but that – I think his name's Foster. Is that B.J. Yeah, Foster? Yeah, B.J. Foster. Anyway, I, I, I thought that – I mean, that throw was just – first of all, it's traffic – and then it's way late, and I don't know if that's Gary just not seeing something. What did you see on that particular interception? Well, the big thing there was that, so Aranda actually helped clarify this today. Um, this is something that I suspected. Um, but Texas, with the bye week, they were able to install some more stuff defensively, and so they were able to kind of add some stuff to their scheme that they hadn't been doing previously. Um, and essentially, so essentially what happened there, and, like I said, Aranda clarified this. He said, you know, this is a new scheme. Uh, and 
you know, Baylor was expecting one thing and Texas gave them another. But essentially what happened is the guy who made the pick, B.J. Foster, uh, for any fans that remember, uh, he was the backside safety. So he kind of came across Gary's vision there. And essentially Texas basically had never showed that look before where that backside safety is going to come across the middle of the field. Um, and so Gary kind of just threw that ball without ever looking at him because everything they had seen up to the, that point all year had said, like, you know, he's not even going to be there. Um, the ball was late, though, for sure, so that kind of compounded things. So it's kind of a mixture of a new scheme from Texas and, and, and the ball being a little bit late. Okay, Travis Roeder, our Daily Bears, joining us, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The man breaks down film, and I like to watch all these things and see what he's coming up with. Now, a, a huge storyline in this game was Bijan Robinson. Even though mm-hmm. they're 4-4 four and four and not having a great season at all, this guy was having a tremendous season, and um, and he's just you know he's one of the most gifted backs in the country. And Baylor basically just shut him down. I mean, to to hold him under fifty yards is just kind of crazy. I mean, nobody would have expected something like that. What um what what do you attribute? Was that just winning the line of scrimmage? Was that good discipline? What did they? What were they able to deploy? That, that, that made life miserable for Bijan? Well, I think it's kind of a mixture of three things. Uh, it starts with the fact that schematically, Aranda and Baylor defensive coordinator Ron Roberts, they, didn't, they decided to put all their chips on the, on the table and say, look, you know, we're going we're gonna to bring down a safety. So in football, generally you decide whether you want to stop the run or defend the pass by what you do with your safeties. And Baylor brought down at least one safety on almost every kind of base down. And what I mean by that is, you know, first and 10, a second and six, that kind of deal. Um, and so they always had numbers there so that, that they had enough guys to kind of fill all the gaps. The second thing is, yes, they dominated the line of scrimmage. Texas's offensive tackles are pretty good, but their interior line, their left guard, center and right guard, not very good. Baylor's defensive line has just been dominant lately. All of those guys, Apu Aika, Gabe Hall, um, Cole Maxwell all had great games up front. And then the third thing, and this is really where kind of culture matters. And I think we saw this under Matt rule in 2019 as well, but they rally to the ball. I mean, you look at any instance, a lot of plays were kind of stopped at the line of scrimmage, but there were a few plays where Bijan was kind of able to get out for two or three yards. And if he was able to make one guy miss, he might be able to get 10. But even if he made that one guy miss, there were so many guys there rallying and sprinting to the ball. And that takes a lot of effort. That's a lot of culture buy-in. Uh, that takes toughness, and it takes mental toughness to keep doing that when you get tired throughout the game. So it's kind of a, just a mixture of all three things there. But it, it required a lot of buy-in from the players, and you could tell that they were fully bought in to stopping him. All right, Travis, last thing I have for you on, on all this is the the – my man Al Walcott, I, I'm a, I, I kind of, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for spotting Al early on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding, but I do, I really enjoy watching him. And, uh, but, but some of the, some of the plays, the defensive backs. Now, some of them are getting credit, where I don't know if we really should be giving them as much credit. Texas had a bad drop in the end zone, and a couple of those plays where they did get there, and I think their presence may have worked may have helped, but they're still not in great position on some of those uh, uh, shot plays or deep balls. Um, it, it, am I being too hard on them, or do you agree with me? 
Well, I mean, it's, it depends. I mean, I, I think it's accurate to say that the, the secondary is still having some issues, mostly communication-wise, uh, kind of like we talked about earlier on that long touchdown to Texas is Xavier Worthy. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think Rand actually talked about in the postgame, he said that they came out with something like they had eight different coverages that they had planned to use in the game, and they were using them all in the first half, and it kind of kept leading to a bunch of different miscommunications. And he, he said in the second half, they kind of buckled down and basically just ran three different coverages, and things went a lot more smoothly. And I think that's kind of the ultimate push and pull of college football. Uh, you know, in the pros, you can install 78 different coverages. It doesn't matter because those guys are professionals. They have to be there from, you know, 12 hours a day to learn everything you have to teach them. But in college, you know, these guys are going to class, and you only get a couple hours each day where you can really kind of teach them stuff. And so I think that was kind of a good learning experience maybe for Aranda and the rest of the coaching staff to, to try and figure out the, the right number of, of calls that they can go into a game and reasonably expect these guys to execute. Uh, but, again, that's kind of a push and pull thing. You kind of try and push the envelope to get them to do as much as they can. But ultimately, you want to be able to do whatever you're doing well rather than trying to have a bunch of different stuff and not and you know get mix-ups along the way. Well, Travis, uh, listen, I appreciate it, and I want you to be ready. Um, I don't know if you're going to go over to uh, Fort Worth or not. but uh, That's where uh, I the, live, uh, so, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, good, good. Okay, I'll be out there as well. And uh, stop by, by the way. We'll be doing the uh, pregame tailgate show, Baylor, the Office of Baylor Alumni, our uh, game day pregame. We like to start that thing about four hours before kickoff, Travis. So, I mean, I really think you could learn some stuff by listening to that show, you know. I mean, <laughs> can you just imagine? I would expect, by the way, TCU to throw some haymakers. Okay, this is a surreal atmosphere uh, that Baylor's about to encounter. TCU folks love beating Baylor. I don't know what the fans are going to do. Because uh, the fans, this is a weird deal. Do you show up and kind of honor the legacy of Gary, although basically they just fired Gary? I don't know what these TCU fans are going to do. I don't know if they're walking into a hostile situation or just a weird situation. So, Travis, let's uh, we'll compare notes this week. And as you start to look at uh, TCU, we might try to – to check back in with you. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you letting me ramble on about all this different stuff on your show. No, no, Travis, you ramble all you want. I mean, if you've listened to my show, that's kind of what I do. It is a <laughs> Travis Roeder, our Daily Bears, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton, alongside, as always. We roll on here. And this is the time of the show on a Monday. I need to talk some Cowboys with you. We talk a lot of Cowboys here. And I think uh, I think you like that, but this is um, this is there, something happened last night that I think makes this whole run different from good runs in the past for the Cowboys. We'll explain next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali four six nine five six two. 4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hi everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cooper Rush makes his first NFL start at quarterback and rallies the Cowboys to a win over the Vikings. Details after this. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. 
At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Cooper Rush started at quarterback last night in place of an injured Dak Prescott and threw two TD passes in the second half, including a game-winning five-yard fade to Amari Cooper in the final minute as the Cowboys notch a 20-16 come-from-behind win at Minnesota. Rush says he never felt overwhelmed making his starting debut in prime time. I felt like I belonged out there. You know, you're in the huddle, going through your processes. It didn't feel overwhelming at all. You know, I haven't played a lot, but, you know, being around the NFL, you're going against those guys every day. It's not like you're not seeing things. It never felt too big. You know, I just felt like in command. Playing with those guys that I get to play with out there on the O-line, running back, receiver, makes my job a lot easier. Dallas has won six in a row and has a three-and-a-half game lead in the division. Have a happy Victory Monday. I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helped the Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. We could see some patchy drizzle, especially in the morning, 72 the high. And on Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a 70% chance of rain and a high of only 59. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. The Cowboys behind Cooper Rush got the win over the Vikings 20 to 16. Rush was 24 of 40 with two touchdowns and one interception. Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potential season-ending foot injury during Sunday's 34-31 win over the Colts. Tonight on Monday Night Football, New York Giants at Kansas City Chiefs kickoff at 7:15 on ESPN. After 20 seasons, Gary Patterson is out at TCU as their head coach. He was asked to finish out the season, but Patterson declined. Assistant Jerry Kill will be the interim coach for the Frogs, who are 3-5 and five overall and 1-4 and four in the Big 12. Bader will be in Fort Worth this Saturday to face the Frogs, 2-30 kickoff. Astros get a game back on the Braves, 9-5 last night. A travel day today as the World Series returns to Houston tomorrow night with the Braves up 3-2. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Thunder here. Uh, that is uh, that's uh, Brad Sham on the uh, Cowboys flagship 105.3, and you could uh, hear that game, of course, on uh, uh, our station. We always run all those Cowboys games and have been a long time one of the top affiliates in the state of Texas, and um, proud to proud to carry those games. And uh, Aaron Sexton, that was a that was a fun win, and that was a team win. And I think that's one of those that uh, they can hearken back to if something special happens toward the end of this season, to be able to win a game with with Dak out and Cooper Rush in there. I think that was big. Now, as everybody was getting ready to trick-or-treat last night, and uh, I was kind of watching the end of the the Saints game, again, the, the Bucks and Saints, and kind of visiting with neighbors and little kids were running around and, you know, they were kind of doing some of that pre-darkness type trick-or-treating. But I was getting ready, uh, and I was in touch with people within the Cowboys organization because I was trying to, you know, for many years I covered the team. I used to cover it for the morning news, then ESPN.com. And so we were always locked into, okay, who's going to be active? And, of course, everybody was watching this uh, DAC thing. And it almost became humorous because, uh, Aaron, I don't know how – closely you were monitoring Twitter but I mean it was a minute by minute okay now McCarthy's out there with Jerry and Steven they're all watching and now uh, Britt Brown the associate um, athletic trainer is with him on resistance courts every minute of that pregame was uh was shared and and I, I it was um I kind of enjoyed it. It, it. it was just kind of fun to be a part of. And I was monitoring it very closely. And then, of course, what what I always laugh about, Aaron, is like um, Ed Warder was on the field, right? Todd Archer covers the uh, Cowboys for ESPN.com, my, my longtime buddy. He was on the field. John Mashota, who comes on with us a lot at The Athletic, he's on the field. Well, who breaks the news that he's not playing? It's like Chris Mortensen, who's nowhere near there. You know, he's probably just... I mean, whether it be Jerry or whoever, somebody's telling Chris, hey, Chris, he's not going to play. And then Mortensen breaks the news. Meanwhile, you got 15 guys that are right there with a bird's eye view. The whole thing was kind of funny. Now, why did why was all that going on? Well, 
I think they wanted Mike Zimmer, the old Cowboys longtime assistant coach, to think there was a possibility that Dak was going to play. And, and Mike was upfront about the fact that they were going to play a different style with Cooper Rush. I thought for the most of the first half it worked out pretty well for them. They were going to they were going to kind of stack the box and 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 stop the run and make Cooper Rush beat them. And he really wasn't. He, he had a bad interception. Uh, was late on a throw. There was a tip throw, and uh, it was just ugly. And I thought, well, this is not going to go well. It was ten and three. Didn't feel great. It felt good. I think the defense kind of settled in and was playing a nice ball game. Uh, but but it, I thought they were going to lose that game. And they found a way. And the big play, and uh, Aaron, our man, our man Brad Sham, who I love Brad, but he, he I, you know, every once in a while I'll listen to a call and then get to watch it immediately. And poor Brad did not. He, I don't think he quite had the feel for that Amari Cooper catch. And Laufenberg had to jump in there and help him out. All right. That ball, I mean, that ball was everywhere. That ball starts bouncing around off a Vikings player. And who was that back there, Aaron? I'm trying to remember. They were because they've got some interesting. Xavier Rhodes is a safety who used to be with the Cowboys. He had an interception in the first half. But whoever that was for the Vikings was playing the ball. That ball goes off of him, and then after bobbling that thing, Cooper catches the ball. It was a miraculous play. It was the kind of play you need to make for a quarterback in that situation, and it put the Cowboys in position. And they go down there, and, um, I mean, think about what happened even before that, though. They, they end up winning that game 2016. The game was, was 16-13 for a reason. It was... I mean, Aaron, how many times have you seen the Cowboys lose a game like that? They they get called for uh, roughing the passer. Bad call. Bad call. Mm-hmm. Basham, Basham, what was he supposed to do? I mean, you're allowed to hit the quarterback right after he delivers the ball. He did not drive his body into the ground. I mean, he. I, I thought it was textbook what the guy did. And, they okay, they hit him with that. Then they hit him. They hit him with a, another one. This one was on Gregory, and he just kind of a foolish. He wasn't even that big of a deal. It almost seemed like an acting job. But, okay, they, they call uh, a 15-yard penalty because he kind of threw a guy off of a pile, and the guy falls down, the offensive lineman, and boom, another penalty. Then he comes on, on a second down play. Cook is still in bounds, and Gregory goes over there and, and – and hits him right on the sideline. His feet were still in bounds. What? So he's not supposed to hit him, even though the guy's in bounds. Okay. So they call another 15-yard penalty. I mean, it was kind of like they were just going to hand the Vikings a touchdown. And yet, yet they they didn't they didn't do it. They they couldn't get in, and they had to take the field goal. And so it's up to Cooper Rush. To take that team down the field, and my goodness, if they didn't go and get it done. Now, what was the biggest play of that possession? Well, a couple plays. Obviously, the Amari play was awesome. Okay, both the touchdown catch on the fade route and the uh, and the bo- and the bobble um, was uh, was a, was a, was a great play. But the, but 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 maybe the biggest play was they're sitting there looking at like a third and 15, probably going to have to tie that thing up and hope they can get it to overtime 
and that Cousins doesn't come racing back down the field. And they toss it out on a check down play to Zeke. And Zeke gets hit. He gets through a tackle. He gets hit again. I mean, he just started running over people. I want to say one was a DB. One was a linebacker. They've got two that Miles, what's his, you know, they got two uh, Kendricks and, and then um, uh, Barr, Anthony Barr. They, they got two good former UCLA linebackers. Well, they couldn't, like these guys were bouncing off of Zeke. <clears throat> so, Aaron, occasionally we kind of see that old Zeke where he's just impossible to bring down, and he bulled his way to a first down and gave the Cowboys an opportunity with about a minute left to stick the ball in the end zone. They go with a double left. Apparently, in the, in the huddle, uh, C.D. Lamb was uh, lobbying for, to get the ball. And, and according to Amari Cooper, he said, hey, let's call it on the right. And what that means is C.D. would get the throw. And, um, and, and what Cooper Rush said, well, that's not the call. And, and, and he said to uh, Amari, can I have this one, Amari, or whatever? And Amari said, hell no. <laughs> and, and, and Amari makes the catch. And it was a really nice, it was a well-thrown ball. He, he, he catches the ball, and then he holds the ball close to his body and gets the catch. It's, it's the same kind of catch that Dez made a million times. And maybe CD makes that catch. I mean, CD's a great player. But now CD had had a bad drop on third down earlier in the fourth quarter. They throw one to him on a little slant there, or a drag, and and um, and he just drops it. He flat out drops it. And, and you're thinking, oh, man. they Think about how many times they could have lost that game, Aaron. Even was it the first half where a nay, that Bradley and nay, comes racing on a, on, a, on a punt block. I mean, they're going to send him in there. This, this coach, of course, loves trying to block kicks. Uh, John Fossil is always trying to prove himself. And a nay comes shooting out there and gives him a free first down. Now, I think they just went down there and made it 10-3. I think it was 7-3. And on that particular drive, Cowboys held them out of the, the end zone, and they were able to put it up 10-3. I was on Aaron uh, Colin Cowherd last night, and hopefully I put that out there on social media. Aaron, when you get a chance, take a peek at that. We might even play a little bit of that tomorrow uh, with Colin and I uh, talking. But I, I just thought that was that 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 whole scene. There there were just several areas where the Cowboys normally would have lost that game in past seasons, and somehow. They were able to hang in. If you've got something you want to say about the Cowboys, or uh, and you can, uh, we might even next segment let you in. Uh, you want to talk about it, or you want to ask me something, or you want to say something via text. The number is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Again, that's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. These Mondays are fun because we we really don't have enough time. Because we got Baylor stuff. Somebody said the other day, Aaron, that somebody uh, maybe in management was complaining about me. Mostly, only talks about Baylor and and Cowboys. And I'm thinking, what else would you want, Aaron? Is there anything else you'd like me to talk about today? Like after a Baylor Texas game or a Cowboys win? Is there anything anybody else out there is dying for me to talk about? Like, do you want to hear some Mavs talk? 
Like what? What? What am I supposed to be talking about? Other than other than Baylor, you don't have to answer that, Aaron. But um, I I just thought it was, I thought that was, uh, uh, I, I I thought it was a great weekend, and I thought it was a huge win for the Cowboys. And Aaron, how cool is that to see? How cool is that to see the Redbeard himself? Yeah, uh, and and then and then his parents. How about the number ten Cooper Rush's dad? up there like jumping around in the stands was that Aaron did that kind of bring a was that good for your soul to see the Rush family up there just 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 going crazy it was it was really cool and I I I admitted this on the John Moore show I had so little faith in Cooper Rush that I almost didn't watch the game and just chalked it up as a loss and I'm like nope I'm a Cowboys fan I'm watching the game even though he's probably going to throw three picks and it'll probably be a blowout, and I was completely wrong. And I'm glad about that. It was a great game. It, it was 10-3, you're right, at halftime. And, I, I, uh, oh, I know I was Calvert. wrong. I'm talking about no, 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 before no, the game. No, 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 don't argue with me. I'm, I'm about to set <laughs> something up here. I'm not, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. Oh. It's 10-3 at, at halftime, and um, I get this text, and, and Cowherd's wanting to do the podcast at halftime. Like he'd give he'd given up on the game already, and thought we would just have a discussion of you know how good the Cowboys were and how bad Cooper Rush is, and just go ahead and put the thing to bed. I I think we're happy we went ahead and waited on that, and uh, so it was a very late night, Aaron. It was a very uh, you and I both were kind of night owls after all my podcasting and all the stuff I had to do last night. Um, drifted off to sleep at about. 4 or 4.15, all right, and uh, and then made it up this morning at about, I don't know, I guess about 8.30, 8.45, so anyway, I'm running on fumes, but sometimes it's fun to run on fumes, like I, I it makes me crazy, but it's, but it, but there's some, there's some kind of weird, crazy energy that I have, and I try to channel it, Aaron, and bring that to the radio, people probably just think it's just flat out crazy. Aaron, do we need to take a quick break, you think, or do I have a couple more minutes here? Yeah, we do. What do you think? Oh, we do. Okay. Aaron keeps me, he tries to keep me on task here. All right, we'll continue uh, down this path because there's so many things to talk about Cowboys-wise. And then also uh, what this uh, what this means, I think, for Kellen Moore. We discuss it next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's number check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Soccer bows out of the Big 12 tournament in Round Rock. We'll give you details. Plus, Baylor football rolls on with a win over Texas. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. 
Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans and all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Playing the fourth of four quarterfinal games in the Big 12 soccer tournament in Round Rock last night. Baylor soccer bowed out of the tournament with a 1-0 loss to West Virginia. Baylor, the number three seed in the tournament going in, now has to sit and wait for the NCAA tournament announcement a week away. Meanwhile, Coach Dave Aranda and Baylor football with a big win over the Texas Longhorns Saturday at McLean Stadium. 31-24 the final score. Baylor trailed the game 14-10 at halftime, 21-10 early in the third quarter, only to come roaring back thanks in large part to Abram Smith with 145 yards rushing on the day. I think for the most part, you know, our motto is pound the rock, so even we hit like a little bit of adversity, you know, we didn't start it off how we wanted to. We didn't, you know, play the ball that we wanted to at the first half. You know, we knew how to, we had to finish strong. We had to come out and be the team that we knew we were. Abram Smith and the Bears following a 31-24 win over Texas that ups the record to 4-1 and on the season in Big 12 Conference play. Baylor is 7-1 and overall on the season, now headed to Fort Worth to play TCU this Saturday afternoon at 2.30. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. We'll have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. 
Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet Arch Supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Goodfeet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. The Cowboys behind Cooper Rush got the win over the Vikings 20-16. Rush was 24-40 of 40 with two touchdowns and one interception. Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potential season-ending foot injury during Sunday's 34-31 win over the Colts. Tonight on Monday Night Football, New York Giants at Kansas City Chiefs kick off at 7:15 on ESPN. After 20 seasons, Gary Patterson is out at TCU as their head coach. He was asked to finish out the season, but Patterson declined. Assistant Jerry Kill will be the interim coach for the Frogs, who are 3-5 and five overall and 1-4 and four in the Big 12. Bader will be in Fort Worth this Saturday to face the Frogs, 2-30 kickoff. Astros get a game back on the Braves, 9-5 last night. A travel day today as the World Series returns to Houston tomorrow night with the Braves up 3-2. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside. We've had a lot of fun stuff today. Um, it's not fun, you know, I, and I've, I'm trying to get uh, Gary Patterson on with us. Um, Gary and I have had a funny relationship. He blocked me like a lot of people years ago, and I don't think particularly cared for me, and I was kind of tough on him because I was a big Bryles guy, and, and uh, he didn't like art. And then somehow, some way, we started hitting it off. And and he would release, like, new music on our show. And I know it drove some of our Baylor people probably nuts that I had him on as much as I did. And, and I don't try to drive you nuts. It just sort of naturally happens sometimes. But I like Gary, and I just have a huge amount of respect for what he's accomplished. And so... The news of Patterson being fired, I mean, I know they said it was mutual, but come on. Okay, give us a break. And uh, they wanted him to coach out the year. I think this AD has butchered this thing. Uh, we shall see. I mean, if he gets this hire right and TCU is able to kind of turn things around, I think it's a good job. I really do. And I think you could argue that it's a better job than Texas Tech. they got great boosters. they got great facilities. 
TCU's a, gr- a really, really good job because of what Gary's accomplished there. And maybe it is time for a new voice. I just think they could have handled it better, could have treated him better. But it happens for everybody. Coaches, most coaches get fired. And uh, some of them, like Saban, continue to. But Saban didn't even, you know, obviously he was not doing well with the Dolphins and had to jump right back into college. So it doesn't, you know, not everybody has issues with a, if you coach long enough. Dabo's even having a down season. But uh, we we do love hearing from from our listeners. And uh, we used to have a nickname, Mosley's. What was it? Somebody text me in. What do we used to call you guys? 254-662-1660. Yeah, we had kind of a name. But anyway, I I love hearing from folks. And uh, you've been hitting us up on the uh, CNC Collision text line. And we appreciate that. Love the interaction. We had several uh, calls and texts last week. Uh, and, And, of course, when we do our weekly trivia question for Schmaltz's, you guys go crazy. But, uh, Aaron, what is on uh, – we were doing some Cowboys talk earlier, and I know we had a couple of comments come in, uh, one on the Cowboys and then one more of a general NFL. What was the uh, – what were folks saying about the Cowboys? Um, real quick, j- just because you mentioned it, Jeff and Belton just said sad day for the Horn Frogs and for Frog okay. fans. Uh, yeah. Tow Truck John – no, 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 sorry. Joel from Chilton uh, said Cooper Rush just made $5 million. Someone will pony up for what he did as, just did as a backup. That's interesting to me. I, and I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I do think there's a desperate need for quarterbacks. Um, you know, I don't know if one solid performance, and that was a really good one. Um, I remember one time Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offense coordinator, put up huge numbers in a late-season game against the Washington football team. Um, that, But that one didn't really matter. That game didn't matter. What Cooper Rush did was very impressive. So, Maybe so. I, I don't think he's going to end up getting some kind of big deal. But, I mean, I think he could be coveted. And, and I think the Cowboys would be wise to try to keep him around. And it, it's really, I think, says a lot about what they've done. I think at halftime, a lot of us, me included, um, Ed Werder, who I do a, a weekly podcast with. I mean, we were both being kind of snarky and that uh, that that Cooper, you know, they should have had a better backup and all that kind of stuff. I thought last year when they brought Garrett Gilbert in, that he actually performed admirably and played well. I think that was that Steelers game that I thought he played really well in and gave the Cowboys almost a chance to win that game. Cooper Rush last night, when the chips were against him, he delivered and made some big throws. He had a lot of help. He had tremendous help late from Zeke. I don't know what happens if that game goes to uh, goes to overtime. I, I, I thought uh, – I think our people will kind of like this point that, that Colin Cowherd made uh, last night. Aaron, I want to see what you thought about this, too. He said if you if you didn't tell anybody, like, who those players were and you just, like, showed their two performances, you wouldn't have been able to tell Kirk Cousins from Cooper Rush last night. <clears throat> now, of course, we know who Cousins is because of his number, and we've watched him. But I thought that was an interesting observation that – I mean, as Cousins has moments, and he obviously has a a great arm, and he throws the deep ball. Thielen's a really good wide receiver. They've got uh, well, they used to have Diggs. Uh, he's in Buffalo now, but I mean, they're they're a he's had his moments. But last night, Aaron, I I don't think it's a stretch to say that Cooper Rush may have outperformed Kirk Cousins. Does that ring true to you? No, I agree completely. Uh, Cousins missed Jefferson on a wide-open 
wide open touchdown where Anthony Brown fell down. It was an uh, an out and up, and mm-hmm. and Brown got crossed up and fell down. And like all he's got to do is get the ball within ten yards of him, and he can make the catch. And he overthrew him by that much. And then there was another one in the first half where he had his 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 tight end wide open for a first down that would have got him into Cowboys territory, and he just threw it, sailed it over his head. Uh, just passes that we take for granted because we have Dak and other teams with really good quarterbacks take take for granted um, that he didn't make and that he has a habit of not making. You know, I, I thought that was a really bad loss for Zimmer. I know we need to take a quick break, but I, I, I the, last, the one last thing I'll say on this, Aaron, all these years ago, I was telling the story last night, I was on a tarmac and uh, Zimmer uh, was landing in a private jet and he was um, – and I was waiting for him. I was covering the Cowboys at the time, and he had just gotten offered the head coaching position at Nebraska. And I think Bill Callahan ended up taking that job, but he turned it down. And at the time, Jerry gave him a raise from $500,000 to a million. And, and that's still, again, that, to most of us, that's a lot of money. To coaches now, that's not as much money. Uh, at the same time, he gave Sean Payton a raise from five hundred k to a million. And you would have thought – Jerry had been hit in the stomach because the thought of paying assistant coaches a million dollars was just too much for Jerry to bear. But at the time, he felt that Zimmer and and uh, he had to pay Peyton because Al Davis had offered Sean Peyton the head coaching job of the Raiders. He he turned that down to stay with the Cowboys. And the rest is history. Okay, it is time for the dismount. It's where we have to say good night to you. That is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Second and 15. Jones fires it over the middle, and there's Diggs. Only heard here. With the deflected interception, left sideline. 10, 5. All season. Of course, it's Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's Dallas and Denver this Sunday morning at 11 on your home for the Cowboys. ESPN Central Texas. A sagging rear end. It's ugly, it's embarrassing, and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, badonkadonk down. It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe. But there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition. Take your truck to Pickup Outfitters for a little rear end suspension upgrade like Super Springs, Sumo Springs, or even an airbag suspension kit. Your truck will be safer, handle better, and most importantly, it will look better. People will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away. And isn't that what it's all about? Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 
or ubeo.com. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. You hear the music, you know what it means. It's time to step into our ESPN Central Texas Lounge, and it's time for something we call the dismount. And uh, we do this every day in the final segment, and we kind of get you ready for the evening and some of the things you might uh, you might want to be uh, checking out. I did uh, notice in the NBA that um, Davion Mitchell came through town. We were all paying attention to the Cowboys, Vikings, and it was Halloween. Hope everybody had a safe <clears throat> Halloween. Weird to have it on a Sunday, but that's fine. I thought everybody went out and had a nice time and uh, made their way around town. Fun with the little ones, fun with the big ones. They, they get together and have their own fun. My daughter and her friends still dressed up. And so uh, always kind of interesting to see Aaron, the uh, the parents with their kids, the, when the parents dress up and go around with their kids. I, I was never tempted to do that, but that's fine. Everybody can kind of do their own thing. I did notice, Aaron, that a lot of the parents that were coming by seemed to be carrying like, uh, uh, you know, those uh, uh, cups. What do you call those things that keep everything uh, really cool and cold, Aaron? Those are Yeti? called uh, Yetis. Yeah, a lot of Yetis around. Aaron, what do you think they had in that? Uh, do you think just maybe some Dr. Pepper or something? Anyway, <laughs> sure. uh, parents really seemed to be into those Yetis last night as they were making their way around. But it was fun to see everybody out. I hope everybody stayed safe. But it was good to see Davion come through town. Now, the Mavericks were able to hold on and beat Sacramento, but Sacramento is a good young team, and Davion, he's not scoring a ton, but he's he's playing great defense, and he's getting to play, you know, around 20 minutes a game, so he's uh, he's really, now, it's good, they're gonna, it's gonna take Jared Butler a little while longer. It, it's just Davion's built a little bit more for the NBA game, and where Jared ended up, while I think he's really gonna be good, he's just not quite ready to help Utah a whole lot yet. But his time will come. In fact, he had a big block the other night, but they're only playing him three to five minutes a game right now, and that's okay. Now, Aaron, real quick, I know we're gonna go here in a second. You said we had another uh, texter come in asking about whether I thought Gary Patterson will coach again. And, and my thought is, yeah, if he wants to. You saw Mac try TV, and then, and I think Gary might actually be kind of fun on TV in like a studio setting or something like that. But I think if Gary wants to be an analyst, I don't know if he wants to be a defense coordinator. I think he's got enough of a reputation over the years that somebody might let him be a head coach somewhere again. Now, I don't exactly know where that would be. I would just say he's from... He went to Kansas State. He's from kind of Kansas and that part of the world. I, I would say somewhere in the MAC. I mean, I 
he might have some opportunities. So if Gary wants to coach, now if he wants to be a TCU ambassador and stay around there and just be honored and go to games, then he could do that too. But, but the AD messed this thing up. And so we'll see how all this plays out. Thank you for everyone who's been a part of this. Aaron's done a great job tonight. And we uh, flow right on into the evening. Thanks for everybody who's been a part of this one. It is the Matt Mosley Show. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll give you the players of the week from the Big 12 Conference and give